Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of CastingAcross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. I know there's a lot of great fly fishing podcasts out there today, and I appreciate you listening to Casting Across. That being said, I understand why you did. You know about all my pro deals and all of my ambassadorships with prestigious fly fishing companies. So I'm a pretty clear choice. Now, there's a kernel of truth in that. I do have some quasi-professional relationships with some fly fishing companies, but uh, I'm saying the the whole pro deal and ambassador and pro staff thing very, very tongue-in-cheek, and hopefully you can appreciate that. And uh, it's particularly timely, and that may be why it could potentially be uh, offensive, because this is a conversation. The, the, the idea of pro staff the idea of um, people in the media and others getting discounts has uh, become quite the, uh, the conversation within a certain small section of the fly fishing world. Now, you might even be saying, I have no clue what you're talking about. That makes you naively blessed, and honestly, that's not a problem. If you don't know what this is about, then skip towards the end where I talk about other things, um, because is probably not worth your time. But I think that there are some implications because um, no dollar moves within an industry or a market without bumping into other dollars. So that is to say, if, um, if money is spent in advertising or if money is not spent in advertising, if money is spent by sending a fly rod to somebody or money is spent in selling a fly rod to somebody, um, you know, one or the other, then that is going to impact the ultimate bottom line of how you, the consumer, interacts with those brands, those shops, and those products. Um, you know, money doesn't move around in a vacuum. In an economy, money bumps into each other. So um, the idea of pro staff, which again, pro staff doesn't mean professional. Goodness, I wouldn't have absolutely zero professional relationships with, with companies if it meant like professional angler. Um, it means promotional, you know, that they are putting products in the hands of people that other people will then see, which I think is great. I think it's a, a totally reasonable way to market and advertise. Um, honestly, I think that you know you having your gear in the hands of guides, if you are a fly fishing company, is the best way to get exposure. Um, somebody spends $400 on a half-day guided trip, they cast a rod, um, they get into fish, they really enjoy it, 
um, they look down at the the label and they say, oh, it's it's you know brand X. And the guide says, you know, yeah, I love brand X. They go home and they seriously consider buying brand X. They had four hours of real fishing conditions with it, which is totally different and much better than wiggling it around in a fly shop. So I think that that's a, a wonderful idea. And similarly, you know, having someone who is in the media, whether they be a big name or a small name like castingacross.com, write about your um, your nippers or your reel or your line or your shirt or whatever it might be um, and giving some real world examples of it you know in use pictures of it in use you know that might speak volumes compared to a half page advertisement in print media so i think that the idea of pro staff and the idea of ambassadors for companies it really is a, a great 21st century way to inform the angling public, the fly fishing community, about what you have to sell and how it can benefit them. Now, where we've kind of jumped the shark is this 21st century social media situation. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest culprit in moving uh, this whole conversation um, at such a speed that the cart is kind of jackknifing around the horses as it's they're plummeting uh, down the hill, which is an awful image if you are an animal lover or a cart manufacturer for that matter. But what's happened is you have social media influencers. Um, and again, these are people who just post pictures on the internet and they generate followers. And so if they have a uh, yellow widget hanging off their vest in every one of those pictures, there's a perceived value that that yellow widget equates to more fish. And so the um, person who produces the yellow widget says, hey, we also sell a blue widget. Can you have that on the other side of your vest um, in all your pictures? Because our yellow widget sales have spiked um, in direct correlation to your Insta fame rising. So we would like to add a blue uh, widget to your arsenal. And the person gladly says, sure, I don't mind. And uh, they get their blue widget. Well, this is well known because, you know, you, you're on social media, you're looking at pictures and the people tag these companies and they even have it in their profile. They even say they're pro staff and other people say, wow, I catch lots of fish like um, at what's her face or at what's his face. And, um, you know, hey, hey, uh, widget manufacturer or let's go even bigger, you know, boat manufacturer. You know, I, I could really expose your company simply by you sending me a boat and my 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 followers seeing me fish out of your boat. And so now it's a chase. It's a chase to try to get um, uh, more followers so you can have more cred, more cred so you can get stuff, more stuff so you can get more followers, and pretty soon you're the king of fly fishing, which of course um, lands you the finest seat on the finest drift boat in all of Colorado which I'm not sure where that is or what that is, um, but I think hopefully it illustrates that it's really a, a vain pursuit and all you're doing is uh, perpetuating the cycle of just uh, chasing after the wind. Now, I think it's important for me at this point to insert a, a little bit of, of transparency. As I mentioned, I do have a professional relationship with a few fly fishing companies. Now, that being said, I'm not a full-time fly fishing guide. I'm not even a full-time fly fishing media personality. I have a whole other job, a whole other life. Um, this is just what I do for fun on the side. But part of what I do for fun is write about products. So 
I don't see this as me being sneaky. When you read a review of a product on Casting Across, um, I'm doing that because I want to do that. I will say, uh, in, in again, in complete honesty, that early on, within that first year, I was trying to figure out, like, how do we do this? So there's some products I reviewed I probably wouldn't, you know, review again, but it was a learning experience. Um, some relationships I formed I probably wouldn't have formed if I had the chance to do it over again. Um, but by and large, you know, as I've gotten into the groove, the last two, three years, um, I've been given products, I've bought products, and everything in between. And actually, that's, that's a great example. And this is something that... Um, the article that appeared recently on angling trade and that's another thing that's kind of stimulated this conversation uh, kirk dieter put a article up called brainstorming on the pro deal conundrum on angling trade and i'll talk more about that at the end in the um the recommendation portion um especially how to get access to it um but he he talks about um you know not liking to get a product review it and mail it back and for him, that's awesome. I mean, he's a professional fly fishing media and, um, you know, industry uh, member. Uh, I do it on the side. So honestly, for me to fish the newest rod, I'd love to do that just because that's the kind of thing I like. To me, it's not an intrusion into my fly fishing or into my riding to get a brand new rod, especially if it's a really cool rod, and, and fish it for a day, for a week, for a month, and then write about it. And send it back as long as postage is prepaid because, you know, those are 10 important dollars. But I like doing that. It's fun for me. And so you'll see when, when I when I write, I don't say, here's the review of this fly rod. And I was given this $500 fly rod for free. Or I was given a 75% discount on this fly rod. Or I was given a 25% discount on the fly rod. Or I paid full price for this fly rod. Or I was sent this fly rod for a month and I sent it back. I don't put any of that stuff in there. And it's not to, um, you know, obfuscate journalistic integrity. What it is meant to do is honestly kind of present a different approach. You know, castingacross.com, it's not traditional just uh, um, nuts and bolts reviews. Hopefully um, it, it's uh, perceivable that it's a little bit organic in that you've got narrative that flows into review, that flows into interview, that flows into editorial opinion, that um, flows into you know op-ed opinion kind of stuff, um, and, and it all creates kind of an organic different thing. I didn't want to do what other people do. Other people do great things, and there's great websites out there that do way better reviews than I do. But um, you know, if I write about a fly rod, I write about my experience and perspective with that fly rod. If I think it stinks, either I won't write about it or I will tell you that I, I think it stinks. But that's, that's I think, one of the differences is that, um, you know, manufacturers and companies uh, have a different relationship between the biggest names and smaller names. And I think that's important to, to realize. But anyway, this article is great, and, and I agree with virtually everything he says. Um, I think it's uh, some really good perspectives. Some of the things I think are are policies and ideas that uh, companies should adopt when it comes to um, their their marketing through pro deals. Uh, little things like kicking out people who abuse the, the plan, you know, set a very high standard for uh, behavior, you know, because especially for smaller companies, like this is your livelihood. Like if you could sell, um, you know, uh, five widgets but you gave two widgets away, and one of those didn't go into the hand that you um, 
you want it to go to, they give it to their buddy, um, and their buddy has zero influence, isn't going to, to do any promotional work for you. I mean, that's a big deal. Um, even if you're the largest company out there, you know, we're still, it's just still fly fishing. It's still kind of small fish in a small pond. Um, so it's, uh, it, it does matter. Again, all those dollars bump into other dollars around there somewhere. And that's where if you're not involved in this, you're not embroiled in the controversy, you should, I think, at least be aware of it in some way, shape, or form because your price for a product is influenced in some way, shape, or form by what somebody else is or is not spending on that product. So, and not to, to get into the nitty-gritty of the article, because I don't want to review his article because I think it's really good, but the, the one thread that is woven throughout it is the idea of integrity. Um, integrity on behalf of the fly fishing companies and integrity on behalf of those who they have relationships with. Um, I think in the race to get your gear in front of as many eyes as possible, some companies have felt this pinch of losing track of who's got their stuff um, and who's getting it at a discount. And so consequently, you know, um, Kirk Dieter in this article opens with the story of a guy walking into a fly shop not buying a fly rod, but saying that his buddy who has a pro deal with a company is going to hook him up with a fly rod. Now, that's wrong. It's, it's really unfortunate for that fly shop owner who essentially is perceiving a lost sale. But it's, it's bad for that company who is thought they had an agreement with somebody and it's being abused. It's also just personally bad. It's dishonest. I mean, you know, in, in these contracts... Uh, between companies and individuals for these pro deals, it kind of stipulates like, you know, this is what you're going to do. This is when you're going to do it. This is what you can't do. This, this is, you know, how we want you to conduct yourself. So for somebody to do that when they've been given a privilege, you know, um, to, to, to get a discount or get free stuff, it's just dishonest, and uh, it's not the kind of integrity that you want to model for your life. Not to moralize the situation, but I think a lot of this stuff just comes down to just proper decency. You know, how would you want somebody to treat your parents' general store? Now, how many people have a you know mom and dad that have a mom and pop shop? But you know, there's no nameless, faceless corporations, especially in fly fishing. Even the largest conglomerates, there's people, you know, and, and I've shaken their hands and, you know, they, they're, they're normal and they're, they're not living in mansions. Um, so I think it's, it, we need to remember that um, this is a relatively small industry. One of the emphases that uh, Kirk Dieter puts in this article that I really applaud and think is awesome is his real heart for fly shops because they ought to be the lifeblood of the fly fishing industry. Um, as much as the internet can do, whether it be more traditional um, kind of articles and magazines, kind of maybe where you'd put most of what I write in that category, or in the newer social media, um, none of that takes the place of talking face-to-face -face with an educated, informed, personable individual that can hear you out, who can see your, you know, your, your, your body language, who can uh, see your casting stroke and make recommendations based upon that out of the hopper of preferred gear, potential, you know, relationships with companies that they may have and say, you look like this, 
you look like you need that, here's what I have to offer you. More than that, there's face-to-face -face communication, there is a common area where not just people going to buy gear congregate, but people congregate. And so that, that comes through in the article also that the fly shop matters. And so something that he advocates is um, having fly shops be able to uh, provide the, the discount and the pro deal in some way to guides or to media members. I think that's awesome especially for some of the larger companies that have company stores, company branded stores. And one of the big critiques against uh, just two I could throw out there would be um, Orvis, Patagonia, um, is that they're impersonal. They don't have that feel of a, of a normal fly shop. And I love both of those brands for different reasons, but I think this would be a great idea for them, for somebody who is a guide to stroll into the lo local Orvis company store and be able to get their discount and their special promotional items that month. I think that would be a great way to bolster that store's reputation, that brand's reputation, and also kind of funnel more foot traffic into there from some of the people you want walking into the store. Um, I think that is a uh, an understated element of the fly fishing industry. The caliber and the type of people that you have in your fly shop um, has a real big impact on how that fly shop is perceived. And I'm not making any sort of class judgment or anything like that. I'm just saying that fly shops that have guides and who have um, you know people who are fishing a lot and having an impact in their community, whether it be through conservation, whether through writing, whatever it is, um, people perceive that. People know that because um, it, it is the uh, hub of, of activity um, regarding kind of fly fishing culture and community. And that's also where, and to kind of tie things back around, I know I've been talking about something that you may not care about for 15 minutes now. That's where the people who aren't plugged into the social media, aren't plugged into the, the latest buzz on the internet, who aren't plugged into the, the backroom talk at the fly shop. That is where they encounter people doing it for real. Um, it's at the fly shop, it is on the riverbank, it's at the parking lot while people are lacing and unlacing their boots. Um, that's what'll sell products eventually um, in, in a way that kind of reinfuses that integrity and that community that so often is kind of promoted as an image on Instagram or on the back page of the, the catalog and the full full page ad. Um, this idea of just what makes fly fishing what we enjoy, which is sharing something. So I'm not opposed to pro deals. I, I thankfully um, have benefited from them in the past and I really appreciate the brands that I work with. Um, and I think that it's a great way to, to expose people to new things um, and also to, you know, again, revisit older products, which is something I love to do, is to take something that seems insignificant and uh, bring it back to uh, um, the, the light of those who are, are reading or, or listening to, to what I have to say. And the, the last thing that I think is worth mentioning is that, you know, again, this is a small but vocal minority of people that are having this conversation. I don't think it's not worth having, but I think we need to keep things in perspective. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily an echo chamber thing, but I, I think that it only touches on a small fragment, 
but a visible and vocal fragment of the fly fishing community. So if you're on the outside, and again, you've stuck with me through nearly 20 minutes of this, um, just know that this is out there um, and uh, know that this is impacting the bottom line of what you pay for a $100 fly line or a $500 fly rod. Um, but more than that, you know, support your local fly shop. Um, talk to your local guide. Um, and really, at the end of the day, just have integrity. Whether you are uh, someone who has a pro deal or somebody who um, doesn't have one, um, fish for the sake of catching fish. And if those other things come along to you, then awesome. Then enjoy them and uh, you know appreciate those relationships. Um, understand and enjoy the richness of knowing the person who makes your flies, your rods, um, you know your your hats, whatever it is, and uh, see how you can work together to not just make a buck. Um, but to catch a fish, to preserve a resource, I think those kind of things are what uh, you know make you not just the ambassador of a brand or a product, but make you an ambassador of the sport. Now, if that sounds cheesy, I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this has stimulated some thought for you. This week on CastingAcross.com, I review a product. I review the First Mate Fly Patch from Pirate Fly Fishing, um, small company company who I've had a great relationship with. We've worked together on a couple of projects. This is an awesome fly patch that is um, rigid and velcro on the back. Um, has some awesome magnets on the side. Beautiful brooktrop print on the front. Uh, this is something that I, I'm using and I'll use and I think you should check it out. So head over and check out my review of that. Next article called Tails, Fins, Gills, and Becoming a Better Fly Fisher. This um, details my experience of laying for hours and hours and hours in a rock watching trout. What would possess me to do such a thing? You'll have to read to find out. Today's recommendation is the article that I mentioned earlier on angling trade. Angling trade is the um, buzz and the fly fishing biz is their little tagline. And there's all sorts of great stuff on there. They don't promote themselves like a lot of the traditional fly fishing magazines do because there are some more industry inside stuff that is featured that isn't particularly um, you know, pertinent for everyday average fly fishers. But if you're at all interested in branding, if you're interested in kind of what is moving the needle, especially this time of year with iCast and then again in the winter with the fly fishing show circuits, um, it's definitely worth checking out. But you go to anglingtrade.com and the article is called Brainstorming on the Pro Deal Conundrum. Um, not a lot of people have weighed in. I'm kind of surprised. Um, the time of the recording, there's only eight comments. Um, but uh, I've seen this all over um, people's social media feeds. Other people said they're going to weigh on it later. I'm not doing this to weigh in first. I'm doing this because I read it. I wanted to podcast prior to the drop date of my next one, and it just seemed like a, a worthwhile conversation. Um, that being said, if you have thoughts about this, uh, definitely let me know. Uh, Matthew at castingacross.com. You can leave a comment on the show notes, the bottom of the page of this podcast on the website. Thanks for listening to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast in iTunes. Then head over to castingacross.com where you'll find more info on this podcast and three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish. Mm-hmm.